Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Get you going that little you, you bit. Say anger is a great ah, motivator. Yeah. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB GAA. As it so often does between Mayo and Galway in Championship football, it went right down to the wire here in Salt Hill today as Mayo produced a brilliant third quarter to overturn a five-point halftime deficit and beat Galway by a point to progress to Monday's All-Ireland quarter-final draw. We're going to hear analysis from former Mayo manager James Horne in a few moments as well as a one-on-one with Mayo boss Kevin McStay. We'll hear the toss of Porrick Joyce also as his Galway side are knocked out. We're going to start here with the report at the full-time whistle with just how this match went. It is full time here in Pierce Stadium and Mayo have beaten Galway by a point in this All-Ireland preliminary quarter-final on a scoreline of 110-12. Mayo produced a storming second-half comeback and now progressed to the All-Ireland quarter-final and knocked Galway out of the championship in the process. As it so often does in Salt Hill, the win played a massive factor in the flow of this game. Mayo started the first half well, leading by three points to one, but wouldn't score for the rest of that half. Galway led by five at the break, but it kicked a number of sloppy wides with the wind. Mayo started the second half as they did the first, but this time they made a count. They scored 1-5 without reply after the break to take a three-point lead. Paul Conroy then scored Galway's first point in nearly 30 minutes, and Galway stayed in touch, but they never looked like winning in that second half. As Sean Kelly looked unfit, Damien Comer went off at half-time, and Shane Walsh converted just 40% of his chances. Paddy Durkin kicked two big points in the second half, Kieran O'Connor came on to score with his first touch, and David McBride scored the all-important goal. Galway's 2023 championship ends, but Mayo entered the All-Ireland quarter-final draw on Monday morning. Uh, Porrick never much than a kick of a ball in, in it, and unfortunately you didn't come out on the right side of it in the end. No, we didn't. I'm looking bitterly, bitterly disappointed, but again, we have nobody to blame on yourselves. You know, we just left too many chances behind us um, there all day, so um, look, hats off Mayo, got a couple of scores at the end to push on. We just couldn't finish the game out, and... I think seven scores from 18 shots in open play tells its own story from our side. But look at the lads putting a massive effort. They're great lads, they're a credit to the county. They've taken the county a long way So last year and this year. But look, it's disappointing today and it's just very hard to stomach it now. How much of a turning point was the loss of Damien Comer at halftime? Yeah, well, look at you. Obviously, you want your best players on the pitch as much as you can. But we didn't get really get a huge rub of the green this year with Knox and injury. So look at that happens. Look at some of us to get a chance. But look at the injury. Damien going off the pitch wasn't the win and losing the game. Like we still loads of chances in the second half there that we didn't with a great goal chance and with a couple of great shot, shots in you know, wild shots at goal. We should be tapping over the bar. But look at 12 points won't win much games for you. you know, our defence was really, really good again. Our structure was very good. And you know, it's another year gone by again for Galway. Pork, you were five up at half time in a good position against the win in the second half. You would have targeted stopping Mayo in that third quarter. How did it go wrong so quickly? Sure, look, at it. we said we go out and try and nick on another score or two, but instead of that, we turned the ball over three times in our first three attacks, and they got three scores to get, get them back to two points in the goal. So a full back up the pitch, no one laid a hand on them for 50, 60 yards. That's, that's totally getting our grain doing that. And. Uh, it's very hard to recover from that. How fit was Sean Kelly today? He obviously wasn't 100% fit. You had to make that call. No? He, wasn't, he wasn't 100% fit, but he was fit enough to take part in the game. I think he made a big contribution to the game. You know, he's, he's our captain, he's our leader, he's a, he's our one of our main men. And look at whether he's if he's anywhere right to walk, he'll play like always. You did so much right in the first half, Boric. You know, really squeezed their kick out, pushed up the pitch. But probably disappointment that you weren't further in front at halftime. 100%. Yeah, look at we we probably should have been 10-2 up at halftime or 11-2. You know, no doubt about that. Missed some simple frees that we shouldn't be missing. Um, but look, that's the nature of it. Big moment then in the second half. Sean comes through. Matthew Tierney's coming through in goal. It's just, it's a you know it's one of those moments. A goal chance here or there. Yeah, look, it is. You know, and look at 
to me like he roamed the keeper all day long Matty knows that there but he just took a shot and you know, and even the first half they made a shot as well a goal too high you know and like you just you have to, you'll get about two goal chances a match as we know if you don't take them they're going to struggle and, and then the one at the end with Killian I think we were all yeah, well, look at, it, at the end of where he get a goal there the 14 behind the ball you know he just flicked it in towards the goal John Maher had a shot as well but look at your in desperation stuff at that stage you're just trying to grasp a straws trying to get a goal there when you know, we've had 74 minutes before that to try and get a goal didn't get one so it's very hard to get one in one minute which is 14 behind the ball we've been on the crest of a wave for so long it's just been a bitterly disappointment two weeks I suppose at the wrong moment yeah, look, we, 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 again, like you look at the group, we probably the same points, the group and best score difference, but we found ourselves in the game today. But we've known, again, no one to blame ourselves for that. We didn't win the game last week or draw the game, whatever. We just have to accept it and move on from it, and that's all we can do. Park, um, like so Keen Hearn and Johnny McGrath did very well, young lads coming in. Quite well, yeah, look at uh, we knew playing them. Even Sean, Sean Fitz, Keen Hearn, and Johnny McGrath, a fantastic season for us. Jack Lynn, you know, young lads, you know, and they were really, really good today. It definitely wasn't their fault that we, we lost the game today. That's for sure. Was that a recurrence of, a, of the injury for Damien or was it something... Actually, it's, 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 it's a tightness on his hamstring, his hamstring injury, so he's prone to them, but he just felt he couldn't get moving. If he stayed on, he would have ripped it, so we had to take him out. As Jonathan mentioned there, you got so much right this year and it just feels so quickly it's all kind of yeah, ended. But that's, yeah, but that's the nature, Tommy, you know, like, you know, the, the, the competition is a competition, like, you know, it's, we've not known to blame but ourselves, remember that. Um, it's not that, you know, Mayo were probably a bit better than us today, but, like, we just missed too much today, even last week, and, and uh, we should have been in a position to be in here today, but we are, and we're over the championship now, and it's a it's a bitter bill to swallow, but we'll have to just regroup and see where we go. Yeah, like, you, you lost your iron <coughs> final last year, it looked like you got so much right this year, adding depth, everything, as we said. How are you going to reflect on 2023 when you get a chance? It's just very, very disappointing. You know, that's, that's just the bottom line. There's no point trying to gloss it over. We had um, loads of chances. Like, you know, we won Connacht, whatever, lost the league final. It wasn't a bad year for us, but being knocked out of the championship uh, before the quarterfinals is, is, is a poor season overall. Porrick Joyce speaking to the assembled media there. We're going to hear the thoughts of James Horne in a couple of minutes. He was on analysis for Off the Ball today. But first, here's a very happy Kevin McStay. Kevin McStay. That must be sweet. A one-point win in Salt Hill. Mayo have knocked Galway out of the championship, but more importantly, you're through to the quarter-finals of the All-Ireland. Yeah, and that is the most important thing. I mean, uh, the little bit of ice cream on the top of the cake, perhaps, or the cream on the top of the cake is that it was, you know, old rivals. But the big offer here was the ticket to the to the last eight. And uh, we, we, we felt we were a last eight team, you know, that we had done enough all year. But um, things happened against us last week. Uh, authors of it ourselves, of course, to a large extent. And uh, we didn't get the job done. And good luck to Cork for taking advantage. But uh, we were very, we were hell-bent on a reaction. Uh, this week and we got it and we're in the last eight and that's all that counts now we'll come back to last week in a couple of minutes but the reaction that you got you made four changes how many were injury enforced because um, your strength and depth off the bench later on made a big difference yeah, none injury forced uh, absolutely Cora? yeah illness okay. he, just, he got a bug last night and we had to take him out couldn't have him travelling on the team bus with a bug and, and it was kind of in the middle of the night all this happened Um but uh, did yeah. you have a team to play against the wind and a team to play with the wind, or how well, did it work? We certainly it was a big, a big, um, it was a big concern of us during the week. I mean, we all can get the weather forecast, and traditionally there's a bit of breeze here anyway. 
Um, but we had we, we knew what we wanted to play against it. Uh, to the large extent, we would have got the perfect position if we'd executed a couple of points that we should have. Uh, but then Galway missed a few as well with, with the win. So overall, since we got to halftime, we knew we were in the game big time. And, and it was a significant breeze, a four or five point breeze, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, the wide count to halftime, Galway had six, sloppyish wide, you had four, but three, the last three attacks of the first half. So you were five down at the break. You come out like a house on fire. The perfect start at the start of that second half. I'll be honest, looking on, I was wondering, are Galway just going to set up camp here? They have a five-point leader. They're going to protect it. Are you going to run into the same problems you ran into against Loudon Cork? No, How I, did you approach the halftime, uh, Tom? Composure. Work the opening. Take your time. You know, get it from left to right with good skills and at speed. And somebody will fall asleep on the defense and you'll get your opening. And then let's have the right players in there to execute and... At that stage, with Hesh on, we had um, Killian on. They're all good ball players. We were to get Jimmy Carr on at the end. You know, he's a very good striker at the ball. Um, so we felt we, we, we got that, that part of the game pretty, pretty right. But the big part was going to be energy, as it always is. And it needed the goal to electrify us. And, uh, and we, did, we did get that. It was a great goal. I, in my mind's eye, it was a good goal. Who taught McBreen how to score a goal like that? Because well, he gives Gleeson the ice. Yeah, well, I, uh, well, I, <laughs> well, OK, if you say so. But um, he has been threatening to do this. You know, he gets on the end. He's, a, he's one of those late trailers and he's very explosive. And I'm delighted for him. He's a great lad. He's, this is his first year really getting a run of match fitness uh, that allows him to play for Mayo. But he's definitely can play for Mayo as long as he wants because he's, he's a marvellous prospect. I overheard you there a second ago. That's not what you told him at half time to go out and score a goal, was it? No, no. We were, we were conscious that Damien Gomer was getting on a bit too much ball. And uh, see, this is where you think people are clever and we, everyone knows what's going on. You know, we were drilling him to tighten up on Damien Gomer. I go out on the sideline, Damien Gomer isn't there. And now, straight away, you have to change up. Everything you thought at halftime is out the window. So this is, this is you know, the adaptable challenges uh, you're getting all the time. So the format of this season, it felt like last Sunday, before throwing yourselves in Galway, we were in the perfect position. You both lost, and Monday morning you're drawn against each other. So much changes in a week. A lot of the talk in the build-up to this game was that Sean Kelly wouldn't mind be 100%. He didn't look 100% out there. Damien Comer was in trouble. He went off at halftime with an injury, Pork Joyce said. And Shane Walsh was 40% from four from ten shots. I was on analysis with James Horan for Off the Ball today, and he raved about Jeremy O'Connor's performance. Yeah. Jeremy has stood up massively for you. Who else had a big game for you today? Who were your big game players? I, I rarely go around, you know, uh, looking at individual performances. It's just not what we're about. Um, like, Jeremy, by his own high standards, uh, had an average effort last week. And... I knew immediately coming home on that bus that was not going to be what we'd see this week because he doesn't do back-to-back poor performances. Uh, and a lot of the team were in the same boat. But on Wednesday night, I'm, I'm telling you, our, we'd already got a reaction by Wednesday night. How, can you tell us how? How do you know? Because uh, Paddy Durkin kicks two great points today. Last week, yeah. the shooting boots weren't on. Yeah, well, you see, it's, it's just a, it's a small little flick. Like These are top players and there's moments and there's pressure. And I always say to them, if you execute accurately in the big moments that's what gives you the breathing space to go on to have the big performances it's when you're missing them and you're leaving people giving them the option to stay in the game to start chasing you down the end and then anything can happen but um, I thought we controlled the game in the second half quite well very brave at the end holding on to the ball not good for my heart but um, they teased out the opening and uh, yeah two, two very final questions right the call on Killian O'Connor last week that let him play 60 minutes of the club match um, he scored I think 2-6 or something you didn't have him in the last five minutes of the court game he, he would have been handy today he played from the 44th minute and he scored his first touch what, what does that call come down to? 
And just discussion. He, he's a very experienced player, so obviously I have discussions with him. The coaches have discussions with him, and ultimately we do what's right for for him. But ultimately, what's right for Mayo and our judgment. It wasn't a medical thing. It was a football decision that. Uh, like he got two six. Imagine who he was feeling coming out of the Ballon Tower one. Like they're great decisions when they work, and they're bad decisions when they don't work. But tonight, we have a result that he made a big contribution to, and I know the result that I prefer. Yeah, you'll savor this for the next what? Twelve hours. The draw is at eight thirty in the morning. Maybe a no, little longer. It won't get. To, it won't get to twelve hours. <laughs> it won't get to twelve hours. Maybe maybe nine o'clock. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Not you. James Horn, wow, Mayo have produced a storming second half comeback to beat Galway by a point and knock them out of the championship. They're in the hat for Monday morning. What's your instant reaction to that? Yeah, they're in the hash and that's the that, that's the important thing. Um, the game itself was helter-skelter, a bit all over the place. Um, outside sort of Jim O'Connor's amazing performance really. Outside that it was hard to get any sort of form or shape to it you know and the game was littered with turnovers and near misses and drop balls etc etc but Mayo came out at the start of the second half when they were you know they were five down half time obviously playing against strong breeze in the first half but when they, when they came out they uh, they were very good for, for a 10 or 15 minute period and got into a three point lead Reiner Dunn who didn't get a look in off Johnny McGrath in the first half and suddenly he has two points at the start of the second half the momentum changed so quickly yeah and and like what was happening to me on the first half, there was a couple of big turnovers. Uh, you know, we, we talked already about Jordan Flynn's hit on Ian Burke. Got a turnover from that and it ended up with Tommy Conroy, you know, scampering half the pitch to get a free. And there was a couple of big, big plays like that that, that Mayo won and got, got, into, got into a three-point lead. And then at halftime, Jimmy Comer had gone off. Sean Kelly was at... Was he at 30% today, maybe, of, of what he's capable of? You, you know, anytime he got the ball, it was he was turning on his uninjured ankle to try and get out of trouble. But there was, he had no sort of re- any of his running ability or, or, or whatsoever, you know. So him and Shane Walsh, like we talked, Shane was at 35, maybe 40% from shooting efficiency. Yeah. So, you know, in a one-point game, all those get, you know, get highlighted, get scrutinised. But, but look, I, over the course of the game, I think Mayo just did enough and probably just deserved it. You were struggling in the second half to see where Galway's leadership would come from or where the bit of magic in a game like that would come from. Keelan McDade certainly tried. He ran hard at them, had a couple of a couple of shots himself. Paul Conroy, in fairness to him, kept going. Johnny McGrath, and you know, you mentioned Johnny and, and Rhino Dunhoos, but Johnny McGrath, had a, he's a little powerhouse of a player. He said some, he said some year, and he was the guy driving it forward along with Carl Sweeney. Who, who came on and, 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 and did well. So, look, it was it. You know, those two guys, would you say those guys are going in now as red, you know, are Mayo going in as red hot favourites for anything? No. Uh, after after the, the skill level of that game was was was, was low overall, I would say. Um, but certainly, look at it as regards drama and excitement, it was, it was there at the end. 100%. Um, before we get into what Mayo got right, Galway had a five-point lead at halftime at home. They know what the wind plays like here. It always goes into the city end. Mayo have struggled against blanket defences against Cork and Loud. I'm not going to say during your time as well, but like maybe at times you did during your time as well. Was this not perfectly set up for Galway to hold on to that lead in the second half? What did Mayo do right? Um, like that that breeze, regardless of how many you back, like the range, the range that breeze gives you for your shots. Um, it's, it's huge. Like it's from 50 out, you've got an easy shot. You know, you, you know that you can take it. So that that in itself, um, you know, certainly helped Mayo. So no matter how compact 
goal we were going to be when you have that sort of range of a, of a shot you know a couple of quick quick hands and quick movement and you, you're going to get a shot off you know you saw Paddy Durkin getting a couple of big ones um, after having a poor week last week with the shooting very very poor week the, the first one was one of those ones he hit it as hard as he could and it was up in the air for a long long time and the, the breeze knocked it over for him and, and then he got a very good score after that so, so it's those things happen when you have the breeze regardless of what the what the opposition but I suppose the goal um, essentially was the, was the, di- the difference you know and it, it really knocked the stuffing out of Galway for, for a period after that but it was a, it was a brilliant finish from from Div McBreen, you know, who he definitely had a look at a point first when he got the ball on the 45-yard line. Uh, didn't fancy it, so looked for the next best option. Those he gave it into Aiden, and he kept running and uh, took the took the return off Aiden and, and finished it very very well. Kept leasing the eyes. He gave, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll like, claim he did anyway. Knowing him, he'll claim he did. Like the quality of the finish, you cannot underestimate it because a couple of minutes later, Matthew Tierney is true on goal against Colin Reap. It looks like he might have a bit of time to go round him or place it, and he goes straight down the middle. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. Uh, Dave McBreen's was a harder chance because when, when Matthew Tierney got that ball, he was showing Kelly's major play, yeah. put him through, and when he took it, he had the momentum. He even had steps that where he could have gone round uh, Cullum Reap, but didn't. But but um, David was running through on the keeper. We, we only uh, we only have about three minutes here because you're going to be on air with Joe Malloy and News Talk in a few minutes, but. You mentioned Sean Kelly being at 30%. You spoke about in your own time, you might have cho- chosen key players to play when they weren't 100%. You mentioned Brian O'Driscoll's book. He doesn't know when he played when he was fully fit. The Galway call to play Kelly today, the calls that you've made before to put players out there when they're not fully fit, wh- why would you do that? Well, well like if you look at Sean Kelly, and look, when you're picking a team, there's loads of different, there's loads of different reasons. Like Sean Kelly gives players round of confidence. He's probably in the top three players in the country. His, and that's playing wise but his leadership and everything else is, is huge so he gives players around him confidence himself and John Daly have a brilliant system that they work out there so he's the linchpin of, of what Goey is so you, you weigh that up and, and, and obviously the, the Goey management went, went with it and look he got through the game but he was very 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 restricted in what he can do so he doesn't have the huge influence that he normally has in the Goey performance so they're, they're the risk you take like it, it just feels mad that Goey are out now a couple of weeks ago they were doing everything right they had developed their squad they were on top Mayo last week look they'd thrown away the strength that they had when you're looking out there now and you've been Mayo manager for two spells for four years at a time how are they going to approach this All-Ireland quarterfinal? Well in one way the good thing is you don't have that much time to, to think about it sometimes the decisions when you turn around is a week right so, so sometimes when there's a short time frame there's things you can't do so you just get on with it so They'll, they'll, you know, probably have a meeting tomorrow night. They'll do recovery. They'll probably only train once this week, and maybe have a meeting Friday before they, before they play at the weekend. So there isn't that much you can work on. It's about getting the bodies right, just getting the, the mind right, everyone on the same page, and and, and go from there. Mayo know what they're strong at now. You know, they played a lot of football this year, so they know what they're strong at. And they know what they need to improve on. So they look to tweak one or two things, but they look to to, to maximise the strengths that they have, and uh, they'll be they'll be ready for a game next weekend. James, you know that squad as well as anyone. Like the changes before the game. The bench that come on, like Ruan comes in, Killian scores his first touch, Hessian comes off the bench, McHugh comes off the bench, played lost this year, I'm missing somebody else, but like, serious options. Yeah. James Carr scores a point off the bench too. Yeah, James came on and, and, and got a good range point, and yeah, they all added something, you probably forgot into Hessian, who had a huge, who had a huge impact in the game, he's, he's a very good player, he can play equally adept in the forwards as as in the backs and I thought he brought a lot of energy I covered a lot of ground when he came on but again I, I, you cannot underestimate how important Jim O'Connor's performance was to me Talk today. to us about that 
particularly in the second quarter, um, Mayo were ragged in the, in, in the for after the first five or six minutes. Mayo were ragged, going go on top, and you know they missed a few or whatever. But there was a lot of kickouts, and invariably, Jim would run the breaking ball. Uh, he was organising, trying to get more runners coming from deep. Um, he did so much. He tackled. He got fouls. He was fouling. <laughs> he he did everything. It was it was just a an amazing performance to keep Mayo in it. Like, and he kept them five points down. He orchestrated that sort of whole play at the, at the end of the first half. And, but then in the second half, I think it was one of, it was one of Galway's first attacks. Peter Cook was attacking and did a high bounce as he normally does. He tries to lift the ball over and Chairman got a turnover. Won the turnover, popped it off. Um, that was on his 14-yard 14, 14 line. That was on Mayo's 14-yard line. And in the same play, I think he was on probably Ryan's shoulder on our 14, on Mayo's attacking 14. And he won the free in the same play. That just gives you an idea of, of, of the influence he had on today's game. I, I thought it was an amazing performance by him. Yeah, monumental stuff from Jim O'Connor. In terms of the approach that Kevin McStain as management team are going to take this week, would you be what would like what would you be doing? Would you be Is it so hard to know because you gotta check out in the bodies or what's it like? You said it might only train once this week. Yeah, they'll probably meet the draw is on in the morning, so Look, you, you just give players space tonight and, you know, you might get a message out, you, you know, of, of what it'll be after the draw. Who would you rather, Armagh, Derry or Dublin? The only three teams they can draw. Go on. <laughs> I know you're. I know Kevin McSay's not going to tell me, but you can tell me. Who would you rather? Based on form and, and, and having, you know, played Armagh already, you, you, you'd, you'd look at Armagh as, as, as um, you know, knowing them so well. So, so that'd be one that, that like, but look, it, it is what it is yeah. and who, who you get. They've, you know, they know Dublin obviously very well and you're not sh- sure where Dublin are. They, some moments they look good, other moments you're not sure. And, and look at Derry, Derry are tough, they're consistent, you know, you know what they are. But look, it's about recovery. It's about recovery for the next few days. Last question, are Mayo a Crow Park team? Ah, you see the pace and the pace they brought on. They, they have a lot of athleticism, which lends itself to, to, to Crow Park and the size and, the, and how fast the surface is. Um, they're a bit, they're a bit up and down at the moment, you know. And even you saw the changes before the game and how many they brought on. So there's a lot of moving parts going on there. So they'll try and settle things down. I would say this week, get a bit of, get things settled, get people settled, and have a clear idea of what they're going to do next weekend. Uh, you faced Porrick Joyce a number of times in this, your second spell as manager. You knocked Galway out. Or you bet Galway three times in championship. You lost last year. How will his management team and himself and his team reflect under 2023? Yeah, um, Galway were talked about all year as, as, as All Ireland contenders. You know, Mayo bet them in the league final, um, and and they were steady. And they've set. They're set now on how they play and what they do. And and obviously they have a huge, huge players that they were missing today. Let, let, yeah. let let's be clear, they were missing those today. Sean Kelly, Damien Comer. Uh, and 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 and, and um, Shane Walsh, you know, and even Robert Finnerty, who, who was excellent earlier on in the year, and got 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 that ankle injury. So they were missing a lot of their huge players, and still could have won that game today. So all that has to be factored into this. There's a lot of excitement here, but it's awful important to settle the players down, yeah. know where they're at, figure out a few things, and just come out all guns blazing next weekend. Yeah. James Warren, thanks for for chatting with me today. That's Mayo winning today on a scoreline of 110 to 12 points. They're into the All Ireland quarter final draw on Monday morning.